Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are locked on 76ers. Now your daily podcast on the Philadelphia 76ers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every. Welcome to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey, from the loud media room at Wells Fargo. This dude is ear-beating on his phone, but hey... (laughs) He can have fun. Look at him. It's like he's saying, somebody, 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 <laughs> anybody. Uh, but it's all good. But anyway, look, I got my man Mike Silski here with me. It's Friday. It's the morning of uh, oh, a big game for the Sixers. They play the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, it's Nerlens Noel's homecoming, so to speak. He gave out free cheesesteaks to Sixers fans yesterday. But I got my man Mike here. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Joel Embiid, who he stayed behind in, um, in California mm-hmm. so he could see more doctors. But uh, how you been, Mike? I'm good, Keith. I uh, We were just talking about this before you know we started the podcast. That um, It's kind of curious that Joel is staying out there. I think it says something about um, where he specifically and where the players on the team might be generally about their confidence in this medical staff of the team. I mean, you know, this is looking like, hey, I'm going to – Joel's saying, I'm going to cover all my bases here when it comes to this knee because, um, you know, you and I were both there that one day at practice a few weeks back where he said he wasn't happy with the way the team handled the way they kind of strung everybody along about his knee and is he going to play this day, is he not going to play, what's going on. Um, so the Sixers have a little bit of an issue here that I think they got to clean up. Yeah, exactly right. Like what he's doing is he's, he's out there getting – you know, second and third opinions, trying to see who's going to operate and, and, and trying to see, you know, you know what's wrong with the knee. But, yeah, you, you're right. It just doesn't – even if – let's just say, for instance, let's just – a small person, if, if he's not alarmed or he's not scared off by the doctors, if he's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. it just looks bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it looks bad to have a guy out there in California. And the fact that, you know, he, he – you know, it, it just, it, I mean, I don't know. It, it's hard to put it in words, but it's just one of those things where it's something that the Sixers should have avoided. I mean, you, you, you're, or, or would like to avoid. I mean, you have uh, Jalil Okafor who had surgery over a year ago. He's still on a minutes restriction. They're saying he's not. They're saying, oh, he only plays 24 minutes. But to me, that's a minute restriction. His knee still gets iced. He still can't play on back-to-back nights. Okay. Then you have other guys like Nick Stauskas has been injured. Robert Covington stays injured. I mean, it just looks bad. Ben Simmons, you know, yeah. his foot, you know, it's just it just looks bad. Yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is, and it's funny, I was talking about this with somebody on a radio show the other day about how you go about covering a team with these kind of medical questions because it's really, really hard. Like, unless you have somebody feeding you the medical reports, how do you know, you know, what to believe what the team is saying, particularly when it's a team like the Sixers who have, you know, we have reason to be skeptical more than most teams even. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seems to me they they really treat these guys with kind of kid gloves. um, And, you know, I wonder if how much of this is we need to get these guys in absolutely perfect health or – you know, if on another team, would Julia Okafor have a minutes restriction? Um, or is he? does he really need the minutes restriction because this medical staff can't get his knee healthy in a quick enough time? 
um, as it ought to. Yeah, I, you know, and, and the thing is, we're talking about the medical staff. I, I think I don't think I don't think people shouldn't really, you know, include the trainers. I think the trainers are doing what they can do. Mm-hmm. I think like the you know, but they're going to the medical staff and they're saying this is what you have. This when you have like for instance, okay, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about we're going to talk about the knee. At first, we were told that it was more or less a bone bruise. It right. wasn't the knee, so it wasn't the meniscus rather. So the next thing you know, all of a sudden, he has an MRI, and then it says, okay, he can still resume his activity. He has another MRI, okay, it's still the same. But the next thing you know, he's out there playing hard, and then it goes, you know, it, it, it messed up. So it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, it's kind of like, instead of preventing injuries, it's like they're reacting to injuries. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then it makes you think, like, in a guy who we're going to talk about now, it's like when Nerlens Noel said hey, I don't want them operating on me. Mm-hmm. I want to go and I want to have my own surgery and then I want to go and rehab, mm-hmm. you know, down there where Dr. James Andrews sends people to rehab. So then it's like at a, at a point you're saying, yo, this guy, he's not being a team guy. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. What's wrong with him? But then you factor out like, whoa, he knew something that the rest of us didn't. That's right. That's right, and that's and that's the problem they have is they have a credibility issue right now, and from the way Nerlens reacted when he was here, they seem to have a credibility issue within their own locker room, and that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, that really is a problem, and it's going to continue that way until some of these guys, like Embiid, like Simmons, like Okafor, assuming he stays around, come back and are able to stay on the floor, and that may come down to them changing how they go about, you know, the recovery and rehab process mm-hmm. um, as an official, uh, you know process that the team puts forward mm-hmm. you know and, and i'm not saying it's right or wrong or, or they should do this or they shouldn't but with all the bad publicity that they're receiving you know it just seems like there's going to be some changes in the off season there I mean, have to be yeah. there have to be because they have the one thing one of the things you cannot have if you're a pro sports franchise is um you can't have people doubting a your word and B, your care of your athletes and employees. And that's what the Sixers, it looks like the Sixers are dealing with right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad situation. And, like, again, I said, you, you hope that people don't lose their jobs. But at the same time, you know, like you said, it's a credibility issue. And, and they want to bring free agents in here. And I don't know if, 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 if I'm a free agent. Right. You are know, you going to get the best care possible? Yeah, are you going to get back on the floor? Because, look, the other thing to remember, too, is, and this is this comes up, has come up because of Embiid's situation, these guys want to play. Mm-hmm. They want to get out there and play. They don't want to sit. You know, this whole idea of, like, you know, the tanking issue and making sure these guys are 100% healthy, you know, nine times out of ten, 99 times out of 100 with a pro athlete, you got to hold that guy back, mm-hmm. you know, from going out there if you, and, and saying to himself, hey, if, if it feels... 70% okay, I'm going to go mm-hmm. out there and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's something that they have to deal with and reconcile. Mm-hmm. Let's turn our attention to the night's game. You know, is is Nerlens Noel's going to be his first game back as a, a 76er, um, you know, since the team traded him to the Mavericks on, on February 23rd. Um, you know, the, the, the thought was, and the thought still is, that, you know, they traded for him. He's a restricted free agent. But it's going to be one of those things where the team really has already spoken to them that they want to sign him long term um, in the in the off season, and they also want him to be their starting center moving mm-hmm. forward. Right now, and the thing is, the team has been playing so well, so they, they've been playing so much better with 
Dirk at the five mm-hmm. and Harrison Barnes at the four, that it's like right now they don't want to mess up the continuity. Now, the thing is, Nerlens Noel did start one game. He had 15 points, and he had a career he, he had a career high um, career high tie in 17. But it's one of those things. It seems like he's been playing well coming off the bench for him as well. Yeah, it's ironic when you think about it. I mean, that was the situation with the Sixers was the question of whether was it worth devoting that much money to him if at his best and at the Sixers' best he was going to be the first guy off the bench providing energy, defense, rebounding, you know, uh, slashing in the lane to get a dunk here and there, that sort of thing. And now you have a situation where, you know, he's in a very similar role, um, you know, with the Mavericks, with with a team that he went to presumably so that he would get a chance to start. Now, that may change in the offseason. You don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. Obviously, you know, they may be playing well with Dirk at the five now. Are you going to count on, are they going to count on that yeah. next season? Yeah, yeah. You know, they may be saying, hey, you're our guy in the offseason. We will sign you. I wanted to ask you, did, did you ever get the sense that Nerlens would have accepted staying in Philly, signing you know, a, a, a market value contract and coming off the bench, did they have to move him to keep him happy? Um, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, at this particular time, it would have been one of those things where if the money was right, he would have, like, listened to him. But I think at the same time, he always wanted to start. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to start, like, you know, the problem with the Sixers that they had is, you know, he was hurt the one year, but then his, his first, his second rookie season, as mm-hmm. you may call it, you know, when he started, when he when Ish Smith came, he started rolling. Yeah, and he you know he was like finished third in rookie of the year, and then last year when Ish Smith came, he was rolling again. Mm-hmm. The second part of the season, so it's one of those things where you have a taste of being a starter, and all of a sudden they're telling you, well look, you got to slide and be the backup right. and be happy with it. And I don't think that he wanted to stay because of that. You know, now, again, if they would have thrown a lot of money at him, mm-hmm. and he would say, hey. But mm-hmm. then when you think about it, you know, you, you, you come in, and then you feel like you're a little, you feel a little disrespected. Yeah. Because, you know, let's face it, it wasn't, it wasn't when, when, when it initially went down and they said they had to log JMS centers, they said, Nerlens, you're the third string center. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, he's not, he's going to be out of uh the rotation for the foreseeable future. And then it took for NBA to step up. It took for the fans to get upset. And it took for Okafor to struggle a little bit for them to decide, like, hey, we don't want to go this route. Right. So I think that, you know, it was probably some hard feelings. Yeah, and I wonder about, too, the the amount of money it would have taken to keep him here. You know, does that prohibit you from doing other things, from keeping Sarge, oh, NBA, that sort of thing? Um, you know, so maybe they had to deal him at the deadline, um, but by that, you know, I would have dealt him earlier. You might have been able to get more for him. Um, yeah. You know, and as it is, it sure doesn't look like they got a whole heck of a lot back for him. Well, you know, the thing, Justin Anderson is a solid defender. The only problem is I think he needs to play more minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he showed what he can do against the Knicks. But then on this recent four-game road trip, it's all about Timothy Luwalu. It's like yeah. the team, the Sixers really like him. They're trying to see if he can be a starter moving forward. And and I think with, with that, it's one of those things where, you know, Justin Anderson has really been – he's been receiving a short end of the stick mm-hmm. because of that. But I, I do like him. I'm now, and the thing about him is he's kind of like – 
Oh man, he's like a, a, a KJ McDaniels type, mm. minus the, the the dunks and okay. all that other stuff. Like he's a, a, a solid defender. Um, he needs to work on you know his shooting a little bit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I, I you know I feel as if that he will be a good addition. I don't know if he's a starter or not, right? And uh, for the Sixers, but I know that he will be a good addition. He seems to be a great locker room guy, mm. but. Um, you know, it's one of those things you would like to see him play more. Yeah. So you could get a, a, a real a better, idea, sense. better sense of what he can do. Okay. What he can do. But, hey, man, I really want to thank you for, for joining me on this podcast. That's why I came here, Keith, yeah, just I'm, to be in the podcast. Exactly. And I'm glad that the loudmouth <laughs> man left. Once the Dallas media came in here, he had, I got to go. Hey, that's I gotta right. Go. <laughs> you know? Can't mess with those guys. <laughs> exactly. All right, bro. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you all for listening. And um, I'll... You know, I'll, I'll talk to y'all again this weekend. Day. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.